0: Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once more for this hour of fellowship. It's a chance to leave behind the virus-ridden world for an hour or so and just lose ourselves in praise, worship, testimony and God's word. Let's begin then with a great psalm of praise. Psalm 145 I will exalt you, my God the King, I will praise your name for ever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name for ever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion On all he has made, all you have made will praise you, O Lord. I do hope those aren't just words to you, that you, like me, truly believe that one day all of God's creation will bow down in wonder and praise its creator. As Paul writes in Philippians, every knee shall bow. But for now, let's set the rest of the world a good example. We're going to sing song number 279 in our songbooks. To God be the glory, great things he hath done. And we're going to sing it to the ever-popular tune that was written a few years ago by Chris Mallet. <laughs> our meeting this evening is the peace that Jesus gives. It's a peace that is proving elusive to many in these difficult days. We all have worries of sorts. Family, health, finances, jobs. Some are even worrying about what they can productively do with all the extra time that we seem to have on our hands. We're going to sing together that lovely old chorus, Oh, the peace my Saviour gives, peace I never knew before, And my way has brighter grown, since I learned to trust him more. It's the chorus of song number 887 in the book. And after we've sung the chorus through twice, we're going to be led in prayer by Andrew Walman who is the Deputy Director for Older People's Services at Territorial Headquarters. God of heaven and earth, in these times of isolation, apart from loved ones, distant from friends, missing our fellow friends and salvationist colleagues, we thank you that there is nothing in all of creation, not even a coronavirus, that can separate us from your love. And may your love that never fails continue to be shared through the kindness of strangers looking out for each other for neighbours near and far, recognising our shared vulnerability, each of us grateful for each other and willing to know the gift of full and healthy life. Keep us in your love and care. We ask all of these things in and through your wonderful, powerful and saving name. Amen. Let's sing together again now. And this, I have to admit, is very much a personal favourite song of mine. I've joined the army of the Lord. It's number 911 in the songbook. Not only are the words by Herbert Booth, who's very much a faith hero of mine, but the music by Phil Catlinet is one of those songs that's long been ingrained in my memory. As a young boy, I used to love the way that the men and the women sang their own parts, the melody and the counter-melody in the chorus. So let's raise our voices and sing our testimonies this evening. singing company always bring a blessing to our meeting and tonight they have one of those lovely songs that never fail to send a tingle down the spine. Written by Robert and Gwyneth Redhead, this is One Life to Live. moments ago we all sang our testimony and if we could live that song as our testimony what a great difference we'd make to the world and in particular the lives of those around us from day to day we're going to hear some individual testimonies now which I'm sure will bless us and it's great to hear some of the things that people have been doing have been given the opportunity to do since this lockdown to spread the good news of Jesus to work in Jesus name to bring comfort hope and joy to the people around us, day by day. We're going to sing together the chorus, Wide, wide as the ocean, high as the heaven above, Deep, deep as the deepest sea is my Saviour's love. I, though so unworthy, still am a child of his care, For his word teaches me that his love reaches me everywhere.
1: Hello, I am Andrea Hopkins and on Sunday the 23rd of February I was commissioned as Corps Sergeant Major at Hensford Corps in the West Midlands Division. Who could have imagined that a few weeks later we would be in lockdown due to a pandemic with churches and other religious buildings closed down as well as shops, restaurants and other meeting places. But If you think that because we are unable to gather together in person to worship that God's churches and in particular the Salvation Army is asleep or unable to work, you are very wrong indeed. At Hensford, in conjunction with another local corps, we have been running a community kitchen for a number of months where anyone who needs to, for whatever reason, can come and have a hot meal in the middle of the week. The core team decided that closing this service completely would leave vulnerable people even more vulnerable. And so Community Kitchen has been running as a delivery service to those it usually serves and to others in need. Some of our amazing team have also worked exceptionally hard putting together a way of running a food bank service for in the days and weeks going forward. And they deserve a big vote of thanks for all their hard work. Donations of food from local supermarkets and other donors are collected or delivered to our hall most days and a rotor of volunteers deliver these to people who need them or wait at the hall for them to be collected with appropriate social distancing in place. It used to be that knocking doors and running away was frowned upon. These days it's positively encouraged. We estimate that we have delivered food parcels to approximately 1500 homes over the last few weeks including many loaves of breads and thousands of bananas to people in need, isolated core folk, boaters on the local canal, fire station personnel and because there were so very many bananas to many of our neighbours, this has led to many opportunities to share testimony and news of how the Salvation Army works. On Good Friday, a small team of core locals met to put together an Easter messy church package to be done at home, which together with Easter eggs was delivered to all of the children who attend our Kids Club and Sunday Club in normal times, to remind them they are not forgotten. Letters have also gone out in the past few weeks to our Ladies Fellowship members, and periodicals have been posted to some core folk who live too far away to deliver to by hand. Our core folk may not be able to meet together in person, but those of us with the necessary technology are learning more each week about how we can meet virtually. People who had no idea before are learning to use WhatsApp in positive ways, and on Sundays and Good Friday we have met during a Zoom meeting. We hope that more people will be able to join us in these virtual meetings as the weeks go by. Those of you who need to stay indoors though, please don't consider you're doing nothing. Those of us who are able to continue the work in whatever way we can, consider you all essential to these efforts. We value your prayers, your phone conversations, your support and your wisdom and advice where it is needed and freely given. We thank God that although the buildings may be closed to the public at this time, the work continues. And while it may not be perfect, we are still here, still serving and still witnessing for Jesus. We pray particularly that those who are helped at this time and those who see us helping may be drawn to find out why we are doing these things and in this way be drawn closer to God. Let us remember, no matter how difficult it is for those of us who need to stay indoors and with all the problems that we see on the news every day, that God is indeed still on the throne and that we are his people and he will remember us. Amen.
0: Thank you, Andrea, for that really up-to-date and vibrant testimony about how God is using you and the core folk at Heddensford to reach out to the people of your town and take Jesus to all the world. We're going to sing another chorus now. Life is a song when you walk with Jesus, talk with Jesus, work for Jesus... Life is a song when you live for Jesus and your heart's in tune with him. We'll sing this next lovely chorus and then we're going to hear from Lisa Smith and following that we're going to hear from Ken Finch. (laughs)
2: Hi. I'm not very good with public talking so I don't know how this is going to sound um, a couple of years ago to cut a long story short I'd been through a lot of stress and I had a big mental breakdown to the point that I didn't want to live anymore I took a big overdose and I went missing for a couple of weeks and I was found and I was hospitalized and I thought my life was over In time, I got better, and I started socialising more, going back to church, and, yeah, getting better slowly. Anyway, with this pandemic, it really set off my um, mental health again. I was anxious. I'd got so used to being able to go, like, going out to places and things like that, that I was worried how it was going to affect me, and um, I prayed about it, I said, you know, I'm going to be shut in. It's really going to affect my mental health. And God has opened doors that I can now do online courses. I'm studying English and Maths GCSEs and I'm going to be doing a customer service course online and possibly other courses as well. He's also opened the door for me to go into supermarkets and help stack the shelves. And I'm just really blessed with what he's done for me and I've got great friends who talk online with me like and um, each night we tune into Pointless and we have competitions with who's the best well not competitions but you know I keep saying that I'm going to be the winner and I'm going to get chocolate at the end of it. probably not very good with the diabetes, but I'm just so thankful to God that He's provided me with friends. He's provided me with a way that I can study and better myself, and that He's provided me with a chance to be able to get out of the house and even, you know, social distancing, be with other people, Um, so I'm not alone all the time. So, yeah, I just want to say thank you to God because He's really brought me peace of mind. Amen.
3: For the last 30 years, I've been a school governor. And as a school governor i have a lot of dealings with the teachers and head teachers uh, last summer i was talking to the head and she told me that one of the members of staff was planning to leave to go and work for the church of england in an educational sort of position i met bob before we he left and it was a day he was going for the interview and i told him that i was going to pray for him and he said i would certainly need it and last week holy week He approached me to join the uh, praying for Ipswich over the Easter period. I of course agreed to take the 5 a.m. slot on Sunday morning. No sunrise service this year of course. Well I decided to start my 1 hour slot by looking at the Easter message in J.B. Phillips translation. Having read that I decided I would go on a virtual prayer walk around the town. Now, Ipswich has a population of about 130,000 people, and there are numerous churches of many denominations around the town. I started from home and walked out towards the southeastern side of the town, where there is a large Victorian church called St Augustine's of Hippo. If you come into town from any direction, and you will see on the tower a cross that is a light with fluorescent tubes in the shape of the cross for a period of 24 hours for 365 days of the year so I started there and moved around the town going around the town I passed churches of many denominations there's a church called Hope Church and as I walked past that I walked into town past the Salvation Army Life House on 4th Street then moved around the riverside towards the redundant churches that were along the riverside there Past Wolsey's Gate, which of course is dedicated to Cardinal Wolsey, the son of Ipswich. Past Stoke Church, out to Belster Church, where five years ago I stood with a fellow ancestor on one of my lines. And we spoke about the fact that our ancestors would have stood on that spot worshipping four or five hundred years ago. Then we moved back into town, past a, a number of the other churches, past the Bramford Road Social Army, out to St. Mary's at Whitton. Then I came in and picked up all the churches there. There's congregational churches and there's a Quakers meeting house, variety of people. All these buildings were, of course, empty and would be on Easter Sunday. But it reminded me of, of the fact that the grave was empty on Easter Sunday morning because Christ had risen. I then looked at my songbook and looked again at some of the familiar songs that we sing on Easter Sunday. So that at 6am I was able to hand on to somebody else to continue praying for the town.
0: Thank you Andrea, Lisa and Ken for your testimonies this evening. And as I've said before, please continue to send your testimonies to me to include in these meetings. I had to make an appeal for some this week and obviously I enjoyed reading many of the written replies, but I can't use written replies in this meeting. So if you have a mobile phone or a tablet, it's very easy to record your voice and just send it to me, as others do, and then I can include you in a future week's meeting. Right now, we're going to listen to the message from the Songsters. And again, it's a set of older words that have been brought up to date with a new setting, this time by Gordon Camsie, And the song is The Wondrous Story. Our second Bible reading this evening is taken from Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 9. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, With thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen. The message from the band tonight is the selection Peace of Heart. Composed by Leslie Condon in 1963, this piece was described by the writer in his score notes as suitable music for those in special need of the peace of God. And as such, of course, it's a perfect fit for our meeting this evening. You'll hear the song's precious name, a hiding place, he will keep you from falling and in God's tomorrow. I'd like to leave you in particular with the words of one of the choruses in this piece. I have peace whate'er betide, for my Saviour safe will hide, and to glory he will guide, there to rest for evermore. This is Peace of Heart. your hands. Does that seem to you like a strange question? Well, maybe it does, but bear with me, it is going somewhere. With the coronavirus lockdown into its fourth week now, and the government announcing just yesterday that, at the very least, there's going to be another three weeks of it ahead of us, probably quite a lot more. We're all very much by now aware of the advice that's been given to us from all fronts, that we must wash our hands, and wash our hands, and wash our hands again. Do you sing happy birthday twice as you wash yours? Or maybe, like me, you hum your favourite army chorus? I find I can wash my hands quite nicely by the time I've sung I love the dear old army flag with the yellow, red and blue. But needless to say, our hands have spent as much time underwater these last few weeks as those of an old fashioned laundry worker. And some of our hands are coping better than others. My skin's rather resilient, fortunately. Apart from a little bit of flaky skin on my fingers, I'm absolutely okay. My wife, well, she's not quite as fortunate. If ever I run out of sandpaper for my DIY, I could send for her and could still get the job done. Poor Sarah's hands are rather dry, a bit sore, and yes, rather rough. And this despite the liberal appliance of hand creams and lotions that are supposed to alleviate such conditions. I've heard some people say, quite adamantly, that anyone would think we've never washed our hands properly before. Yet our government, our doctors, our nurses and many more have decided that for our own safety the first and most important thing that we can do to help slow the progress of this pandemic is to wash our hands. Well, I don't know if you've realised, but this is actually a very biblical piece of advice. There are all sorts of references to washing your hands in the Bible. Psalm 24 says... Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands. James 4 verse 8 reads, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands. So there you are. I wonder if all the government special advisors realised that all they were doing was sharing Bible teaching with us all. Well actually, not quite because the more astute amongst you will have already realised that in both those verses that I shared, I only gave you half-baked advice, for both of those readings actually go further. We might all find ourselves today with very clean hands, but what about our hearts? The full passage from Psalm 24 reads, Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? The one who has clean hands and a pure heart. Likewise, James chapter 4 verse 8 reads, Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Now that's the way to proper cleanliness. That's the way to peace of heart and mind. That's the way that we can become closer to God. And it's peace of mind and heart that the people of this country and the world really need at this time. Throughout the Bible, we find that peace is defined as a blessing from God time and time again. Philippians, again, we read it earlier, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Thessalonians 5.23, we read, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace of heart could be described as a tranquil state of appreciation and dependence on the Lord. It needs us to show some humility and respect for the Almighty if we're to truly experience his peace. Clean hands alone may give us a modicum of peace of mind when it comes to limiting the spread of infection, but a clean heart can give us all the courage to ask him for that peace of heart that we truly need right now. And getting closer to him means going back to those verses from Psalm 24 and James that I shared earlier. Clean hands are all very well and good, But it's the pure hearts that we need a whole lot more than just sparkling clean hands. And as time goes by, our clean hearts will allow us to grow closer and closer to God. Peter 1 verse 2 says, May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Hebrews 10 verse 22 says, Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Well, we've got plenty of the washing with pure water, haven't we? At least as far as our hands and bodies are concerned. But how much better would it have been if the government's advice to us all, and the health officials' advice, any advice, had encouraged us to clean our hearts as well. To do all we can to grow closer to God and experience his peace. And that's the way that we'll get closer to him. We used to sing a song in the Salvation Army many years ago that read, Jesus came with peace to me. His strong arms were stretched to me. Then my burden took from me, my Saviour. What lovely words of experience and testimony. The writer, Agnes Heathcote, was at the time a young Salvation Army girl, but she went on to become an officer later. And in the song she writes about our tendency to seek life's pleasures ahead of the things that God wants to give us. Once again, it sees mankind sacrificing the peace of mind and heart, and she writes about us having no proper goal, having a sin-sick soul and being unmoved by Jesus' care. But praise God, she, like many of us, and I pray you too, finally accepted this gift of peace of a clean heart, a life full of light with a pathway bright. And she ends by writing, My struggles cease, for I have peace, trusting in my Saviour's might. May this peace of mind and heart be yours today, as we ask the Lord to cleanse us, purify us with his living water. Come to Jesus today.
4: Once I sought for pleasures bright, yet I turned. Rest in my breast Your spirit fought to take control And now my life is full of light For Jesus' love makes my pathway bright My struggles cease For I have peace Trusting in my saints
0: The closing song tonight is an opportunity for us all to share that joy and peace in our hearts and minds with those who we meet every day. I carried a heavy burden, but it rolled away. There's a melody in my heart today. It's song number 897. Before we end this evening, I'd like to thank all who've contributed to our meeting. In particular, the Boscombe Singing Company, Camberwell Songsters and the International Staff Band. After our benediction tonight, we'll also hear the voices of the New York Staff Band rounding off our meeting with peace, perfect peace. And now I pray that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit will keep us safe and saved until we can meet like this again. Amen.